0: You're listening to Don't IEP Alone with Special Education Advocate, Lisa Leitner. For more information about Lisa, the IEP Toolkit, and more ways we can help you in your process, go to adayinourshoes.com. Now back to the show with your host, Lisa. Hello, and welcome to Don't IEP Alone. I am Lisa Leitner here today speaking with you about all kinds of IEP issues, as usual. Before I get into today's topic, I just want to let you know, so today is February 28th, as I'm recording this, and of course it's a leap year, and it's a true leap year and Leap Day. To help celebrate that, and to celebrate, it's actually the fourth year anniversary that I've been offering the IEP toolkit and the training. So in honor of those milestones, I am offering a a once-in-a-leap-year sale on both products. And I am offering the training, the online training, at the 2020 prices. So when I launched the training, I actually pre-sold it. So the people who believed in me then, thank you, Um, The parents and and followers that I had built up from the website and all that, um, they were purchasing a product that didn't exist, and it was just a matter of like, hey, you know, I'm going to start this, do you want to be in at the ground level? And I offered it at a very low price, because it was a leap of faith, and they weren't you know, like I said, the product didn't exist. So, anyway, if you want to check that out because the sale does end February 29th at midnight, you want to go to a day in our org backslash don't dash IEP dash alone dash academy. Um, and you can see the sale price there for the online training, and you would get access to 88 recorded sessions for about two dollars a module so it's a great price okay today I want to talk about I don't want to talk about but I do want to talk about something that I also have not talked about in almost five years the website article that I have on this is from 2019 which makes a lot of sense and we'll get to that in a minute It's field trips, and the reason that, of course, that I haven't talked about this in a long time is because during the pandemic, field trips went away, didn't offer them, and then even as we've returned to in-person learning, field trips have been slow to come back, and... You know, I think a lot of that is because of the staffing issues, which I've talked about before, and and the shortage of school staff, and shortage of school funding, so there are just fewer staff people to run these field trips and chaperone and all that, and, you know, less money to go on field trips. So, but, you know, compared to February of 2020, of course, field trips are back, in that we're not as worried about getting sick from field trips whenever something like this comes up um, of course I hear from a lot of you and in no uncertain terms I want to be clear that kids disabled kids are having their civil rights violated over and over again when it comes to these field trips I'm hearing from a, uh, several parents on this, and that makes me think that there are several more who either don't know I exist or don't know where to seek help or don't know that they need help. Or maybe they're just taking um, taking the school's claims at face value that this is correct information, and it's not. So what I'm talking about is excluding kids from field trips based upon their disability so now just for a moment imagine that we told a child you can't go on this field trip because you're a certain color you can't go on this field trip because you're a certain religion we can't go you can't go on this field trip because you have a certain sexual orientation or sexual um what's the word gender identity Right, In any of those scenarios, it sounds very wrong. Yet schools do this over and over and over again with kids who are disabled. And we're talking about kids with behaviors, kids who elope, um, kids who have sensory meltdowns, sensory overload, and things like that. It's not okay. And this comes in a lot of different forms from sometimes a family just being told, Know your child can't go on the field trip. That's it. Um, another Another flavor of this, if you will, is setting up an expectation for a child like like let's say like okay, so today's February 28th and, and let's just for argument's sake, say that the field trip is April 1st. The team or the teacher or someone will tell the child, well, if you don't have any, you know, infractions or whatever the school calls them, you know, if they're they're doing some kind of behavior modification plan and monitoring and tracking and all that, and they say, if you don't have any incidents in March, then you can go on the field trip. Another one, another version is telling the family, you can go on the field trip, but your, your mom has to come. One of your parents has to go on this field trip or you can't go. There's probably more scenarios that I just can't remember at this time, but those are kind of the three big ones. But what it comes down to is this. The child is being treated differently from his peers based upon his disability. And that is not okay And you know, no certain terms. It goes against ADA, it goes against Section 504, and on and on and on. Um, you cannot treat a child differently from his peers based upon their disability. Now, you might think or you might hear that, like, let's just say, well, let's go with the, the one with the parents, where they said the parent has to go. Well, you might say, well, you know what, it wasn't just my kid. They told every parent in the autism support classroom that they could only go on the field trip if, if their parents went. That's actually even worse <laughs> um, because what it means is that they are, the school is excluding an entire class of marginalized people based on their disability. If the autism support class, if the self-contained class, whatever it is that gets excluded from this field trip, and so this is, you know, hey, here's another flavor of this that I hadn't remembered, is that they, the school will take all the gen ed classes on the field trip, but the self-contained classrooms and the autism support classrooms have to stay home. They're not invited on the field trip. That is not okay either. It is not okay. Okay. Um, again, they are excluding an entire group of people based upon their disability. And just like, you know, let's go back to the 1940s and 1950s when, when black people were told you can't vote because you're black. Like it's, it's kind of the same concept where it's you can't go on the field trip because you're in the autism support room. You can't go on the field trip because you're in the self-contained classroom. It is the same Kind of discrimination where they're uh, where they're discriminating against an entire group of people and people who are in a protected class so the first recommendation I want to make to parents if you are in this situation is you know if you want to fight this, if we're going to fight this make sure that it's something worth fighting for because you can call the school out and you can get a policy changed or you can get an invitation changed um kind of like without going all in and and what i mean by that is like does your child first of all is this a a field trip that your child even wants to go on have you talked to them um this is something that you think they'll enjoy and that they truly want to do because we have so many battles to fight in this IEP life, that, you know, we do have to pick and choose our battles. And and my, my disabled son goes on outings all the time, because they do community-based instruction. My non-disabled child does not go on, you know, nearly as many field trips, because, you know, he's not in a CBI program. But he has told me that some field trips were boring. You know, a, a teen or tween boy doesn't particularly love going to certain kinds of museums and certain kinds of um, you know outings and things and for as educational as they might be um, you know of course it incorporates a a multi-sensory learning approach to whatever topic it is that they're covering Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that the child wants to go and will have a good time so I would clarify that first one year I'm trying to think of how I don't remember how old he was. We live near the Hers potato chip factory. And we've been on that tour, I don't know, half a dozen times at least, because it's free and you know, you get free potato chips and, you know, all that fun stuff. And it's just something kind of to do that we've done, you know, summers and school breaks and things like that. Like when we have out of town guests, um visiting like when my in-laws used to visit us from Arizona it was just kind of like a little outing that we could do and um and all that like my son's school did that for whatever unit they were working on in social studies you know industrialization or factories or farming or who knows what but they did that tour and like my son just didn't really enjoy it he was just like yeah whatever I've done it five times like it wasn't a big deal to him so anyway Make sure, first of all, that this is something that your child wants to do. The next thing that you can do is you want to make sure that you get this in writing. So if your child is told this or you're told this on the phone, you know, hopefully they've sent you an email on this, so that, that clears that up. But if you heard it verbally and you need to get it in writing, just follow up with them to an email which follow up to them with an email and it can be as simple as hey thanks for chatting with me today thank you for taking the time to chat with me today Um, I want to make I want to be clear that what you said is my child cannot go on this field trip if he gets any infractions in March my child cannot go on this field trip unless I attend with him Um, you want to first again make sure that this is what is happening and get it in writing from there I would elevate it to the special ed director and you know whether that's c- whether that's emailing the teacher and CCing the special ed director or vice versa I would take it right to that level and just state exactly what happened yesterday I, I spoke with Mr. So-and-so who informed me that my child is only welcome on the field trip under the following circumstances. Or, I was informed that the autism support classroom is not invited on this field trip. And then you can just tell them, I believe this is a clear violation of the ADA, Section 504 Act, whatever it is. Um, Please let me know when we can meet to resolve this. My child is very much looking forward to this outing and see where that gets you. So if they stand firm, or if they, you know, whatever it is, maybe they even get, you know, double down on it, as they say, and say like, oh, well, he can go. You know what, we've changed our mind, you know, the autism support room can go, but as long as their parents attend with them, um, then you have to ask yourself, is he being treated differently than his non-disabled peers based upon his disability? We interrupt this podcast to bring you a truth bomb. The IEP process never gets easier. You get better. If you do not learn the IEP process and how to use it to your advantage, your child will get left behind. That's exactly why I created the Don't IEP Alone series of advocacy courses for parents. Join us and gain the knowledge, skills, and support you need to navigate the complex world of special education and IEPs. Visit adayinourshoes.org for more information. The disabled children have to have a parent? Do all the non disabled children have to have a parent? Um, if they're requiring all the IEP kids or all the self contained classroom kids to have a parent, then that entire group is being treated differently than their non disabled peers. Sometimes schools will then say, something like or maybe even <clears throat> ahead of time they'll say something like well you know your child needs a sign language interpreter or they need a nurse or they need a one on one and we can't do that on a field trip. You know like maybe your ch- your kid um, I don't know you know like it, like maybe they're, they do spend time in the gen ed classroom and they do need to see the school nurse for some things whether that's taking medication um, having an EpiPen, having seizure rescue meds, you know, whatever the case may be. IEPs are an extent. I mean IEPs, field trips are an extension of schools and schools and classrooms and, and all that. So they have to provide that for the trip. I'm sorry that it's an inconvenience. I'm sorry that it costs more money to call an agency and get a get a sub nurse in for the day. But they have to do it. I don't know what else to say. You know, if the child um, needs a sign language interpreter, then the sign language interpreter goes on the field trip. And if the one that they have, you know, during the school day, for whatever reason, that person can't go on the field trip, then you call an agency and you bring in a sub. Whatever it is, that's not a reason to exclude a child from a field trip. If you still aren't um, you know you're still not getting satisfaction this still is not being resolved then I would escalate it to the level of an OCR complaint an Office of the Civil Rights complaint you can google their form on on online you can look at my article I have an article on it um, giving you tips on how to file an OCR complaint um, and I, I You know again choose your battles but if this is a battle that you're like yeah I do want to keep pushing on this that would be in my mind the next step Um, the other thing is that you want to look up and I have several on my website several of the important ones you want to look at the OSEP dear colleague letters and OSEP is office of special education programs Um, it's a division of the department US Department of Ed Um, and they periodically put out these dear colleague letters and they give guidance on issues that they see that are recurring and one of them you know several there are several dear colleague letters on extracurriculars field trips and things like that so I would browse through that list of letters read them look for the one that best fits your situation and I would also print that or include that with your communication To the school and then lastly I want to talk about behaviors the short answer is that no students cannot be excluded from field trips for behaviors I also want to make it clear that I would never recommend that you put a child in a situation where where they're going to be really unsuccessful or, what's the other term I'm looking for? Or unsafe. So the school still has to accommodate any IEP or any behavior plan on the field trip. And if that's a one-on-one aid, then she has to go on the field trip. So I also would ask to look at school policy because... You want to, you know, I doubt that you're going to find in-school policy that, you know, kids who have behavior plans can't go on field trips. So they're going to be violating their own school policy in most cases. So that's another kind of piece of data to use in your argument. Again, it all goes back to that piece of, is your disabled child being treated differently from his non-disabled peers based upon his disability. And if he has been, if it has been determined that he has behaviors related to his disability, then yes. So a couple other things. Um, Again, field trips can be really overrated and I get it that kids get excited and it's a day out of the building and all that. Um, But some of them are just really overrated and not that much fun to begin with. So make sure that it's something worth fighting for. The other piece that I wanna bring up is sometimes parents want to go on the field trip and the school says no no parents or like let's say you know there's a school field trip and out of the whole fourth grade they're picking five parents to go and you were not chosen it's going to be really difficult to prove that you were not chosen to go on the field trip based upon your child's IEP or that it was done in retaliation for you know maybe advocating or something else related to the IEP that kind of stuff is going to be very very difficult to prove I know when my non-disabled child when he was in our intermediate school there were 400 in each grade it was a very it's a very large school And so, out of 400 kids going on a field trip, a lot of times, actually, they would split it up in two days and do 200 and 200. But when you're working with that many kids and that many parents who want to go, like, you just don't always get to go. And you want to really look inward at yourself and say, okay, why is it that I really want to go? Do I want to go because I just want to go and I want to be a part of things? Um, Do I feel like my child is not going to be successful without me around? Do I feel like he's going to be unsafe without me around and things like that? And then I would address those individual issues with your IEP team to make sure that that's taken care of. Again, you don't ever want to put your child in an unsafe situation or one where you know it's just going to be a dumpster fire, disaster. And then, last but not least, there are trips, and it's not necessarily a field trip, but it's a trip related to, say, a club or a competition, like robotics. Like, let's talk about robotics or chess or Lego clubs, Lego competitions. And sometimes the school, like, they can't, because of funding, they can't take a whole school bus, so they can only take a van. Um, or whatever the case may be, and they say, Well, we're only taking the top 10 players, and we're only taking, um, you know, somebody who's won a match at this level, or something like that. You might feel in your heart and in your gut that that might all be true, but that your child is very good at this activity, and you feel like he's being excluded because he struggles socially. And while he's very good at chess, or he's very good at robotics, because of his autism or Asperger's or something like that, you feel like the other kids just don't really like him. And that's why he's being excluded. Um, I would look at, again, look at school policy. Um... You know sometimes co- coaches whether it's sports or another activity sometimes coaches make decisions that we don't agree with and that is you know that's just kind of part of being a parent as, a, as a, i've been a basketball mom year, you know year round for many years and sometimes coaches put in players who i think are not as good as my son and sometimes players who i do not think are as good as my son get a lot more playing time than he does Um, but coaches have their reasons for putting in players and doing what they do, and we're not always necessarily going to agree with them, whether it is basketball or chess or robotics. Um, I would ask what what their criteria was. You know, hey, he didn't get invited this year. I want to think about next year and what we can do to make sure that he gets one of those 10 spots that gets to go to the regional competition. What do you think he can do to get better? Um, And focus on, you know, growth and development and what will really make it better. And you can always ask him, like, hey, okay, so he didn't make it to this competition. Are we able, you know, you can drive him there maybe and watch. And he can still go support his team or his club and see what's going on and cheer for them without competing. Um, That's going to, you know, it's going to be a case-by-case basis just because a club leader makes a decision that we don't agree with, that doesn't always mean that our kids' civil rights have been violated. So, and even if they have been, sometimes we have to work really hard to prove it. So again, this is gonna be a case by case basis. And you know, all we can do is the best that we can do. So I hope that this has given you some guidance. Um, it is kind of field trip season here as we head into March and April. So good luck to you and again, Don't forget to check out a dayinourshoes.org backslash don't dash IEP dash alone dash academy for that special sale that goes through tomorrow night at midnight. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Don't IEP Alone with special education advocate, Lisa Leitner. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. For more information about Lisa, the IEP toolkit, and more ways we can help you in your process, go to a day shoes.com. From self-care tips to common IEP mistakes, there's even more to explore. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and subscribe to never miss an episode. Until next time, don't IEP alone and you don't have to.